Um, so we're going to try to find a group on that big climb. We're going to sit in, get through until about mile 45. And then there's another decent climb. It's 15 minutes long. And then we go down a little bit and then we'll hit the aid station. And you pretty much leave that aid station and ride a little bit and you start climbing again. Then there's a 21 and a half minute climb. Um, and this is where you start to get into the area where you start questioning everything I was, and what, I was what just, you're doing. I was just going to say, oh, man. Actually, so, m- maybe at this point I don't want to know the rest. I got too, pre- too bad. Too bad. <laughs> I'm telling you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, brought to you by Michigan Midpack Media, the podcast that covers the Michigan cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Midpacker. I'm your host, Trevor. And this is Sheldon. And on today's episode, we recap last week's Lord of the Springs gravel slash mountain bike race that I participated in. Also, later in this episode, I get some advice for my upcoming a, a race, my uh, pinnacle race, pin, pinnacle race of, of the season, the unpaved of the Susquehanna Valley in Pennsylvania. I've been working on that pronunciation. Um, I still don't have it down. I, every time I do it, it's just stuttering. It sounds like an engine failing. <laughs> I have a conversation with last year's fourth place finisher. He's going to give me some advice about what I should expect and hopefully get me uh, prepared, correctly prepared for that upcoming race but before we get into all of that sheldon how was your week in the mid pack oh it, it was uh just training rides i didn't have any events this weekend uh or this week in general um went out did some uh i think it was like 65 miles of single speed and about 40 miles in my bottom bracket bearings completely gave out on me i'm i'm sure you saw the video on instagram of uh I, me clicking away i did i did see that yeah so uh got the new bottom bracket cups or they're just threaded so they're super simple uh they arrived about 25 minutes before i'd be out the door for tnr on tuesday which you rode on your single speed which i rode on the single that's speed. pretty savage man i mean that that's a pretty fa- our tnr a tuesday night ride it's it's the fast ride of the week road ride, and um, I've seen it attempted on a single speed before, but I've never it's seen it. It's always been a road bike. It's been a road, yeah. Other people maybe have brought a, a road single single speed road bike, but uh, I mean, you had <laughs> knobbies on your tires and uh, and and riding the single speed, and you, yeah. oh, you did all right. Yeah, I, I ran the 42 uh, chain ring with a 14 cog in the back. Which is the same gearing I ran for uh, Uncle John's just last week. So I knew I had the speed there, but it uh, really turned out just to be three of us really doing the pulls on uh, on Tuesday, and uh, it was tiring. Yeah, I mean, there weren't... It was, it was a small group, and one of them was preparing for 
the Margie Gessick, so I don't think... And, and he told us... He, I mean, we knew be, yeah, when he arrived yeah. that he was going to be taking it pretty yeah. easy. And he still did pulls. Yeah. So did you uh, replace those bearings yourself? I had them in, crank set back on, and chain tension to be out the door in 20 minutes. Wow, that's... That's so was, that's impressive. Was, I usually need to go to a bike shop to get my tube replaced or something. So I applaud you for speaking of which. Uh, I, I think you have a ride about tubes uh, that we we could even bring up here. Yeah, yeah. I had a big ride um, a couple days ago, and I didn't get like ten miles from home, and I flatted and um and I had you know I had all the appropriate tools I needed to. Uh, to replace the flat or, or to replace the flat to, to fix the to replace the tube and uh of course the tube that i had in my in my saddlebag had a hole in it as well so so i was pretty much I stranded think someone had your spare good tube i think it was you yeah it's still <laughs> at my house <laughs> i did take it out of the tire i meant to bring it over tonight but uh, i i forgot it no that wasn't the reason i i had a, a fresh tube uh but it just i think it just had a hole in it already or something. I don't, I don't know what. Was it one in your saddlebag? It was one in my saddlebag, yeah. Now, how do you keep those in your saddlebag? Just open? Just put them in there. Wrap them in electrical tape. Yeah, also I thought maybe um, I saw this on a Instagram video Matt Acker put up of he puts it in like saran wrap. Yeah, that's another one I've yeah. seen, yeah. I thought, oh, that's brilliant idea i should have done that it keeps it from rubbing on the nylon that yeah. nylon will rub through those tubes pretty quickly that's what i'm worried about that happened but anyways i was stranded i had to get picked up and taken to a, a bike shop and uh change change that but then like mile 70 or something then i got another flat <laughs> same tire same tire but th- they were completely separate it was two i i think i rode over glass in both occasions and I found where the glass had punctured, and I took the glass out the first time, and then it was just a completely separate place the second time. So it was just, like, bad luck. Dude, glass has been getting us lately. Yeah. So at that time, I was able to replace the the tube just fine, and then I was I was on my way. It was you, just, it was you, just you a giant You got a century pain. on that day, right? Yeah, I got a little over. Nice. Yep. Nice. Yeah, preparing for unpaved. Yeah. 120 miles, man. The only thing that... Start racking those miles up. Yeah. That's nice. It, you, you've been doing it smart. You're doing the easy miles, that low yeah, zone long, to... Long, slow distance, for yeah. sure. Smart, um, smart. I'm a little concerned about... There There are apparently a, a couple decent... I think maybe three decent climbs. Um, and... Uh, decent climbs for Pennsylvania. Like, they're probably mountains for us here oh, yeah. in Michigan. So... Um, so I'm a little concerned about how that's going to go for a flatlander that I am, but uh, but yeah, just trying to get the trying to get the distance in. So very nice. Um, now, one thing that we uh, we've we, we talked about that we would probably be doing more often, and we haven't done since our very first episode. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, that's a good point. So I need <laughs> to go grocery shopping because <laughs> you know those beers. You get like a mix pack and you drink all the good ones and then you have your desperation beers. Yeah, like <laughs> and this isn't a bad one. I'm drinking a shorts Bel Air Brown. It's good. I guess it's it's almost autumn, it's so it's perfect time of year for it. Yes, exactly. It's a delicious beer, but the brown ales I'm not is not my first choice. So this has kind of been in the back of my fridge <laughs> for probably a year. And uh 
and I and I but it's, it's you've decent. unintentionally cellared it. Yeah, correct, correct, and it's uh, it's aged and drinking <laughs> quite nicely. A nice, now. a nice 2018. Yeah, the vintage. Sheldon, what are you drinking? Oh, I am falling back on the ciders again tonight, and it is another farmhouse cider, <laughs> and I'm going to specify that's how it's pronounced, uh, but this is a different one. This is their brunch. It is cinnamon, maple, and it's a semi-sweet, which I'm not a fan of sweet ciders. I prefer, like, British dries, and this one's pretty good. It's uh, It says pancakes are not included. I don't get it. Because there's maple syrup in it. Oh, uh. I, all of a sudden, I get it. So the ingredients are apples, uh, Saigon cinnamon, Michigan maple syrup, and sugar. But it's good. It's uh, yeah, it's not not too sweet. Doesn't give you the gut rot like some of the really really sweet ciders. Yeah, do. for sure. So Sheldon, this uh, this last weekend, man, um, our friends went through. <laughs> up hell (laughs) up hell um if you have been following the podcast you know that a a few of our friends participated in the margie gessick up in marquette michigan and uh and we had been watching their progress all day all day yesterday and um, the progress of them and and others that have ridden the or that had ridden the margie gessick and so, between the pictures, between the the updates, I don't I don't know. I, I have this like combination of uh, FOMO, <laughs> and it also like oh, I'm so glad I I am not riding that right now. So I was definitely jealous um, up until I was laying in bed, still getting updates. <laughs> That's where I was no longer yeah. jealous. Like earlier in the day, I was like, "Oh man, I wish I was up there." Like, yeah, that just seems so cool. But then when I was under my sheets last night, hitting refresh, I was not. <laughs> um, yeah, I must. Yeah, I would have much rather have been sleeping last night at one a.m. than uh, in the rolling across the yeah rolling across the finish line. But hey, we just have to say a, a huge. Congrats to our friend Brett Miller, who was here for the last episode, who kind of went through um, his preparation, his uh, concerns, his uh, state of anxiety, state of anxiety for this this crazy adventure that uh, he and so many other people put himself through, and he finished. I mean, and he was fresh meat. He didn't know what he was yes, getting this into. Is, yeah, and I mean, I think the. The biggest challenge of this race is to just simply finish. And congratulations to him for finishing. And then other friend um, of ours, Mitch DeYoung, who um, had has been on the podcast previously, um, talking about the Crusher. He had a he, he had a great time. This was his third year. Third year. Uh, first year he got his belt buckle. The last or not last year 2017 yeah and we we explained this last last time but the belt buckle is um sub 12 hours yep and then uh 2017 he damaged a rim and couldn't finish Mm -hmm. he dnf'd so this year was kind of like his go back and unfinished business yeah uh he really he really wanted redemption right like his his redemption ride and then uh same for sebastian yeah Uh, sebastian Sebastian. uh i think also 2017 i think this was his second year 
This was the second, but his first one, he almost finished, but his tire was so damaged. Yep. Um, he wasn't able to finish. So, and he he finished this year also. Um, both of them posted great times. And uh, yeah, and a uh, big shout out Matt Acker after five attempts got first place. Man, I mean, I think he's podiumed guy. pretty much all of them. Yeah. But I know he had been gunning for first, obviously. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But uh, yeah. first place in the hundred mile. Congratulations huh? on your one dollar in winnings. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. You, but that was well earned, man. <laughs> I saw that you commented on that. Like, got that dollar. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even make it rain at that point. It's just a single. Just like, a single. Just a sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> one drop. But yeah, huge congratulations to everyone that took it on. Um, to the finishers, to the just, riders. Just going across just, that start line. Just congratulations. Just the line, yeah. I mean, that is, is a huge undertaking. So congratulations. Hopefully we'll get a little more um, information and maybe some of the participants here with us. Get some firsthand experience. Yeah. Um, so even though at, say, 1.30 in the morning, we weren't um, jealous of the Margie Gessick riders. Sheldon, are you... What do you think? Are you thinking that this is like a bucket list type ride for yourself personally? Absolutely. I want to do it. Um, the only problem is I don't see myself having a full suspension bike for quite a while. So it's... unless there's just a change, I mean, cause I, you know, talking to people that have ridden it, you don't even want to do it on a hardtail. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's like an investment. Here's how I look at it. It would be an investment not only in equipment, but also in your preparation. Absolutely. Um, the friends that we had, or that we have that went and, and had, did this. They're had, all dead. Yeah, they're, <laughs> it, yeah it, it killed them. <laughs> the, our friends that, that raced it, Brett, Sebastian, Mitch, they are all mountain bikers and fully competent. And uh, The focus of their season is mountain bike. Yes, um, which we are not. No. And... I feel I was thinking about this. If I wanted to to tackle this, which I kind of do, one yes, I would need to have a a full suspension. But your whole season changes. But then I would also have to focus. I think I would have to really focus on mountain biking just so my technical ability and um, my strength. That that pu- short punchy. Yeah. I mean, um, which. Is interesting, you know. It, it mm-hmm. interests me a bit, um, but uh, but then at the same time, it just seems daunting. Well, like we listen to our friends who do this talking about their equipment for it. It's like a whole other language to me. Like when they're talking about certain tires and stuff, I don't know my mountain bike equipment. Like yeah, once they start, once they start talking about tires in inches. Even like that I, that I, suspensions. Oh yeah, that stuff is just travel so and all that. Yeah. yeah, so it's yeah, it's a it's it's a whole other genre. Yeah, I feel like that to to take on something like Margie, it's not something you can do on a whim. Like, no, you can be a strong cyclist. You can't just jump into Margie. I don't, I, I don't think you're gonna have a very uh, successful day. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, I still want to do. It. I still want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, yeah, I don't know something about it. Anyways, so since we've kind of been recapping every everybody else's recent events, 
I wanna I wanna talk about your recent events. You know, something that might have happened on uh, September fourteenth. Oh yeah. So I went and raced the Lord of the Springs um, last weekend, last Saturday. And what kind of race is it? So Lord of the Springs, I think we mentioned this before, it's a gravel race slash mountain bike race. I'm not sure exactly. I feel like this is like Lake City. We can't call this a, a gravel race. <laughs> sure. I mean, it, it is, but also there are, the lines aren't blurred. Mm-hmm. You're either on a gravel road or you're on a mountain. Oh, it's bike. one or the other. It's yeah, not... it's it's either one or the other. It's not like this could be a single track or this could be a road. No, it's 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 gravel roads. It's seasonal roads, um, and then it is Yankee Springs mountain bike trail. Yeah. And uh, but anyways, yeah, it was it was a it was a good race. It, weather was great. We had a lot of rain earlier in the week, which. Um, created pretty good conditions on that day because it was it was a dry day. But if if any of you know that area, Yankee Springs, Barry County, it is notoriously sandy, and so the rain really helped kind of pack down and control some of the sand and made for a little bit of a faster um, and a little more rideable. <laughs> so I I know this is your second year doing it. Last year, I re- I mean, you, you were you talked about it being just super hot. How was your weather for it this year? The weather was good. It was not. It was actually kind of perfect weather. I yeah, would think just ideal. Sunny. I think we started in the sixties or something. Maybe ended. No, they do. I think it was they do waves, right? Okay, so so last year it had. The, it, Lord of Springs only has been going on for three years. So this has only been the third year. And I think each year it's a little different. I didn't do it the first year, so I'm not quite sure how that, that went, but I think the course was completely different than what it is now. Last year, um, they had a 37, 38 mile course and that was all they offered. And it was a mass start. Mm-hmm. And I think the field is probably close to 200 riders. Oh, wow. Um, maybe a little less than that last year. I'm not sure. So did you start going off onto the gravel roads, I presume? Yeah. So, okay. So last year was a, was a, um, mass start. And then one of the big changes they made this year was, um, that they started in waves Mm -hmm. and they also added a 24 mile, um, option. And then like a, a nine mile, just if you wanted to kind of dip your toe in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so, um, so they did waves and I think kind of different than Iceman would do. They just took whether you had raced Lord of the Springs in the past or not, they just wanted you to, um, send in some of your race results and then they would try to put you appropriately. Um, I was in the first wave and, uh, and so you, when you start, and you have about five or six miles of just pretty decent gravel roads. And then you get, you immediately kind of go onto a, uh, one of these seasonal roads and you have a pretty decent climb. It's pretty sandy. And there was a, it was a good spot where a lot of people kind of, it, it really splintered the group quite yeah. a bit at that point, which is good because r- right after that, then it dumps you into the, um, the single track. Okay. Now, um, 
the seasonal road that you hit was it Sager Road or was it one of the other ones? We we do eventually hit Sager, but right away it's it it is a Sager esque. Yes, the Sager like road, um, seasonal road, but it's not it's not quite Sager. Okay. Um, but uh, in the in, yeah, it's a similar condition. No, we we talked in a previous episode. You were going to be riding your uh, Cannondale Twenty Nine er for this. How much nicer was it going through Sager Road on a mountain bike compared to the, a gravel bike? I mean, it's yeah, <laughs> the difference is is crazy. It's so much. It's easier just to get the. Tra- you have the such a wider base that it's easier to get that traction mm-hmm. and. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's kind of night and day. <laughs> Actually, you know, you're like, huh? I wonder if I should ride my mountain bike. Put a rigid fork on this and call it a day. Yeah. Well, so yeah, my my mountain bike has a has a lockout in the mm-hmm. front. So when I was on the seasonal roads or on the gravel roads, it was locked, and uh, and then as soon as I would get into the single track, then I would unlock it to have that suspension, and then get out of the single track, then I would lock it again. Oh, nice. Um, what tire pressure did you run? I. Too high. I, I don't know exactly. Got banged around a little on the ruts and rocks. Yeah, I think I, I, I didn't have as much traction as I wish I I, I wish I would have. I, I overthink it. You get to the front. You get to the front. You get to the starting line, and you're like, ah, I put, and I put too much in, and um, and I think, yeah, it kind of banged me around a bit, and just I, I should have taken some out right away. But say love you. So back to the race. So... You we hit the st- single track. We started, and it was the the group stayed together pretty much um, for the first five miles. We hit the seasonal road, pretty decent climb, and uh, it broke broke us apart. But I was able to kind of stay up front. My issue is I'm not aggressive enough right away to get really far up front, and then by the time we got to the single track, I was a little bit kind of far back, and. Uh, which was okay because I'm not the strongest mountain biker, so I felt okay where I was um, in the pack. I, I wasn't... Uh, you weren't making gaps, but you also weren't holding anybody back. Exactly, exactly. And then when we got out of the single track and back onto the roads, then we kind of formed back into a group. And I think by this time, the leaders had already taken off um like yankus and all these guys that was there any chase after it or did they just kind of let them go see i don't even know i think they were fast so fast through the single track that that was the last time i saw them <laughs> and we when we got out of the single track and then back onto the roads um we were just in a in a group of maybe like 15 or something mm-hmm. and uh and I, we picked up a few guys here and there, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even think we we could have caught them. Yeah. But. Well, they're they're fast. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they're super fast. And uh, I think I was telling you this. I would I would take a pull. I would look back. I would gap everyone. I'm like, what? And so I I really thought, I was like I can hold. I can hold whatever I'm trying to do. I could I could hold a speed that was dropping them i was like i can hold this i can hold this for a long time and th- i'm dropping these guys like so what are you like what would you do in this situation Just break it go for the bridge i guess but there i i didn't see anyone in front of us what mileage do you think you were at oh this was early this oh. was like 
twelve. So that's a risky move. It would have been risky. Maybe it's kind of funny because I had a very similar thing at Uncle John's. Yeah. The two guys broke off the front. One of them ended up, I think, being the winner. Yeah. But they were like seventy-five yards up ahead of us, and I got on front and then started to pull. Looked back. I think I had thirty feet, forty feet, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "There's fifty people back there. Why is nobody following yeah. me?" But that was so early, and I was on single speed. I was like, I fell back. I was like, "I'm not. I'm not burning myself trying to bridge to two guys on a single speed." Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah. Part of me was like, well, one, it was it's Lord of the Springs. It's not a huge race, mm-hmm. so it's like, I guess that can go both ways. Though, you can say, I'm gonna give this, I'm gonna break, I'm gonna give be, this hell. Give yeah, because if I if I blow up, I blow up. Who cares? Yeah. Or you can say, I don't want to kill myself. I just want to ride. I don't know. Well, I mean, you have a pretty good time gap between your next big event. I think it maybe it would have been... It's hard to say. I think I questioned... I questioned my own... Like, how, I, like I was like, I, I feel really good, but then I kind of questioned how I but feel. We also know how fast good can go to bad. Oh, <laughs> instantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of race left, so I think I played it smart in that sense. Yeah. That I didn't just take off but anyway yeah i stayed with the group so you you ended up getting fourth in age group fourth in age group 21st overall um yeah and and i basically we found a group kind of stuck together the whole time um we did dump back into the single track around eh, i don't know mile 20 something and that the second half of the single track kind of was in my mind um, because I remember from last year that that was the most difficult. There's some really steep climbs in that second half Mm -hmm. that I remember from last year caused like the whole group around me to to get off their bike and, and and walk up this, some of these really steep things just because you don't need. Once you you get bottlenecked. You didn't. Well, it was a bottleneck issue, but also it was a, I've been racing for, an hour and a half, hour and forty-five minutes, and you're just your your power is not there. Um, so I had been this has been in my mind the whole time. I'm like, this is coming, this is coming. I know it's coming, I know it's coming. And, uh, and it's tough to switch your legs between that fast spinning on the gravel on yeah. a mountain bike, especially yeah, yeah. because you're gearing, and then you're going to these kind of grinded out punches. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's not easy on the legs that back and forth. It isn't. Yeah. But I was I was a little more prepared this year, and I didn't have to get off my bike. I I just kind of muscled it through, and and got and got up those climbs. And also, it was, it was funny because our couple friends of ours, Andrea and Jeremy, raced. Um, I think Andrea did the the thirty seven. I think Jeremy did the the twenty four. But when he was on the hardest section of single track was when um, the group I was in was going through it, and so. Um, he was off to the side, and uh, right when I'm muscling through this hard spot, he goes, "Come on, Trevor!" <laughs> and so it kind of helped. I was like, "Okay, all right." I got it's amazing it. what that little mental. Will it, just... it it helped, yeah. He, it gives it, you a match. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was it was pretty cool. Um, I will say that was cool. I think that was one of the difficulties with their um, not the wave situation, but adding that the shorter distance. 
there was some instances like that where um, some of the the front guys from the from the 37 mile passed the the shorter distance and it happened on the single track and that got a little difficult i mean that can even get squirreling gravel roads in some of the races that we've done i can only imagine once you get into that that tight single track and and i mean and, and mostly it was everyone was pretty respectful and um asking to pass and people were were getting off if they were getting passed but uh but yeah it can it can be a little dangerous so i think it was good that they had that option a shorter option because i tell you what this i don't know if people are aware of it enough but this race is it's got to be one of the hardest races of the season and i talked to several people that had done it the year past um and i had to but we were talking yeah this is it was so hard last year <laughs> equally as hard this year and i i don't know it just doesn't have it it doesn't get the attention it deserves because one it's a killer it kind of flies under the radar it does fly under the radar um i had a blast i loved it all i wanted to do was uh have a good race but also i didn't want to kill myself because <laughs> racing single track kind of scares me i'm very conservative when it comes to that kind of stuff um, when I'm riding single track on my own, I love mountain biking, but um, I don't like to push it too hard because I don't want to. I don't want to crash. I don't want to hurt myself. And so when you add a race situation into that, when you have people breathing down the back of your neck, uh, I, I think it'd be easy for myself to make stupid mistakes. So I'm glad I got out of that unscathed. Especially because it's right before your pinnacle race of the year. Correct. Correct. Um, but man, oh man, it, the course is phenomenal. I, I love it. I just, I, I've been thinking about this. I've been wondering why it's not more popular. But I, I think if you want to ride the best roads of Barry County, you're going to ride Barry Roubaix. Yeah. If you want to race Yankee Springs, you're going to do like the time trial early in the season or CPS series or, or one of these. So there's other opportunities to race in this area. This is just, this is another one. And it's blending the best of two. It is blending the best of two, but maybe that's like a, a blessing and a curse. Maybe people see that and they're like, eh, I've done it. Um, but I, I want to tell you, if you haven't raced it, you haven't done it. This is, th- it, it's great. And I, I, I really think, well, one, it needs to be on a mountain bike. Yeah. I, I saw quite a few people, I saw more people this year attempting it on a gravel bike. Um, than I did last year. And, I mean, chapeau to them, man. I mean, I can't... There's a fantastic Rob. picture that our, uh, our friend Rob took. Uh, Rob's a photographer that does a lot of the events in the state of Michigan, and he took a great one of you, and it looks rocky and ruddy. I mean, that that's... I wouldn't want to take a gravel bike through there. Yeah, that was... That was that was on the single track on the front half, the front half of Yankee Springs, and it was super. That was kind of on a on a hill, on a rocky hill, where a lot of people were getting off to to walk. No, no. Uh, one thing I was kind of thinking about, actually, last year kind of brought this first to my thought, and then talking to Sebastian McKenzie after they did Arcadia this year is so Arcadia and Lord of the Springs. Essentially, you you want to do a mountain bike. How do you feel about those being in the gravel races? That's a great. That's a good question. Um, 
Well, I, I guess the question is, how are we going to define gravel? And are we... Is that above our pay grade? <laughs> I mean, can we? I mean, that's something for us to discuss. I, I mean, mean I, it's just our opinions. So Arcadia, I'm not as familiar with. I haven't ridden it, but after talking to the two of them, they're like, absolutely a mountain bike race. Yeah. And I think there was only one person there on a gravel bike, and they were on a uh, 3T running mountain bike tires. Sure, yeah. I am okay with... With Lord of the Springs being called a gravel race. Although I think they're pretty transparent about it. I think they call it gravel and mountain bike race or something <laughs> like that. Um, and and I guess may, maybe where... Uh, it's, it's part of the gravel race series. So now you're part of the series that en- encompasses straight ahead gravel races like... Uncle like, John's, which is basically pavement. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, and you come off with like a twenty-three mile an hour average, um, and then this. And there's no race in between these. Literally, you're going from Uncle John's yeah. to Lord of the Springs. Yeah. There, there also. I mean, it could be the the percentage of gravel road versus single track for Lord of the Springs was. I mean, you're, the majority is gravel roads for yeah. sure. Um, I think that extra element of single track is what makes it uh, different, unique, and, and uh, quite frankly, d- difficult. I mean, it's so, it, I don't know. I mean. Well, and, and we talked about this in episode five, you know, with Colorado is this is kind of the, the great thing about gravel is this broad spectrum of different surfaces, different bikes, tires, uh-huh. whatever. Um it is really a bring what you brought. I mean, so, so maybe the I think where could okay, yeah, this is exactly with with Alpine. Is it possible with a gravel a bike. gravel bike? Yes, but you're not gonna. Post is it, it ideal? Time. No, but then I I don't know. I guess anything's possible on any bike. I mean, no, if you go down my, that road, my Roubaix would not make it through Lake City. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Which, which then I used my Roubaix at Uncle John's last year. And that's, once again, that's gravel. It's like, yeah, you have these different races that sure fall under similar categories, but the spectrum's night and day. Right. But then you have everything in between, too. Yeah. All I know is I'm glad I rode a mountain bike. A mountain bike. And it was... It allowed you to be stay competitive in the group. Yep, yep. But yeah, I mean, you have like road teams that like are there. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like it's just it. It's it a, really is a blending of two worlds. Yeah, which I think is is cool. Yeah, all I can say is Lord of the Springs. If you're thinking about it, you should do it. it it's um, it's a great course, and uh, it'll it'll uh, it'll challenge you for sure. Yeah. So uh, so that's the second to last. Uh, race for the Michigan Gravel Race Series. Next up, we do have uh, the Michigan Mountain Mayhem up in Boyne City, which we talked about in Episode 3. Um, I, I was hoping to make it up to it. I'm not going to be making it up just because the uh, O Canada ride is the following weekend, so I, I can't be up north two weekends in a row. Yeah, between O Canada and um, 
and then Iceman coming up. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna be up north a lot. Yeah. Um. So I will not be there. I don't think you're gonna be there. No, I won't be able to make it. Uh, kind of a shame. Hurt. I've heard great things about it. Uh, and then so uh, yeah, then uh, following that, October fifth is Heart Hills, uh, up in northern Michigan. It's uh, again kind of in the Cadillac sure. area. Two of our friends did it last year. Um, they spoke highly of it. Really enjoyed it. I haven't done it personally. I really wanted to do it this year. Um, but that is going to be the weekend that we are doing our quad century up to Canada. So I will not be there this should year. Should we talk about that or should we hold off and Let's talk? Hold off. I, I, we kind of covered it in the last episode. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. The hints there, we're kind of talking a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll discuss your O Canada. O Canada, which I'm thinking about joining you for the front half. There's room or at least in Sebastian's car. At least the the first hundred. Or up to Lansing. Up to Lansing, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like hundred and five. Yeah. That'd be good. I'm, because it's gonna be at a pace that's gonna be beneficial for your training. Right. And also I can I can just kind of just dump off and stay I can stay on the front and pull you guys. So Wait, you guys you don't think we team. can do it? Okay. Uh, you have a long time. You have a long day. Or days. Well, yeah, let's let's cover that a little yeah, more we'll, in we'll depth. We'll get to that later. Um, Probably post. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll do a recap of it or, or something. Yeah. Oh, I, I'd hope so. That's a big ride now to recap. <laughs> <laughs> How'd your weekend go? Oh, I did 400 miles. <laughs> I did a small 400 mile ride. <laughs> but, but how was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Uh, then after that, you leave October. Yeah, I will. Um, What's what do you my, do? My big race is the it's the the race is on Sunday, October thirteenth. Okay. Um, and I will head over to Pennsylvania the Friday before, so the the eleventh, and I'm camping there, and uh, so yeah, the the race is on the thirteenth, unpaved. And I'm looking forward to that. I think the only other person I know from Michigan that's going is Matt Acker. Yep. And we will not be riding together. <laughs> He'll probably win it or something. Um, now, for a second year race, it's bringing out some some heavy hitters. Y- yeah, I mean... Ted King? T- Ted King. Matt Acker. Matt. Um, myself. Not to joke. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited to to experience it and then just kind of spread the news to fellow Michiganders Absolutely. and maybe get a, get a crew to go next year or something. Yeah. So Trevor, you've been, you know, preparing for the last few months for this race as it's, it's the pinnacle race of your season and you were able to sit down with somebody and who was the fourth place finisher of the inaugural year of unpaved. Yeah. I, I I wanted to know a little bit more of the details of the course, what to expect, what I should be preparing for that maybe I'm not. So so you're doing everything I wouldn't do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yeah, here's some brotherly advice. Okay, joining me now is Brady Gibney, Philadelphia-based athlete, cyclist, runner, co-owner of Cadence Cycling, and fourth-place finisher of last year's inaugural Unpaved 
120 mile race. He also happens to be my older brother. <laughs> Brady, thank you for uh, indulging me <laughs> with this time and, uh, and having this conversation with me. I don't think you've ever said so many nice things about me all at once. <laughs> well, don't get used to it. Before we, Mom and Dad. before we begin our conversation, I think uh, you were telling me you have a beverage to open. So I do have a beverage to open. I, I've been waiting about an hour late tonight just for you. I, I appreciate that. What would you open? Um, I am drinking... Conchahawken Brewing, Puddler's Row. It's an ESB. Um, is- Conchi Brewing sponsors our race team, and they're putting a restaurant next to our bike shop. We're going to have a garage door in between so you can walk back and forth. It's going to be pretty awesome. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I am, so that is a Philadelphia beer, and I'm going to yep. drink a Michigan beer, a two-hearted. So here we go. Let's. All right, now that the important things are out of the way. <laughs> Let's get to business. Yes. Brady, um, so it was last year about this time when you were preparing for the Unpaved and telling me a lot about it, and then you raced it. You did pretty pretty well. And yep. I think it was because of that experience that I thought, you know, I'm definitely signing up for it this year. So <laughs> thank you for that. But now that we are just a few weeks out, I think I need to know um, as much about it as I possibly can. I think I hid enough from you to make sure you signed up before telling you all the real the real deal. Oh, well, great. <laughs> so, uh, before we get way into it, um, just give us a little bit, if you can, a little bit of a rundown of like what exactly, um, the race entails where it's in the Susquehanna Valley. I can barely say it. I don't even really even know where it is. Um, what part of Pennsylvania are we talking about? So it's pretty central. Um, it's, uh, probably, uh, it's about two and a half hours from Philly Central, uh, northwest. So you're pretty center of the state. Um, and, you know, the Susquehanna Valley just kind of runs through the center part of that state. And the, the race starts in Lewisburg, which is where uh, Bucknell University is. Okay, yeah. So it's just this quaint little college town kind of feel to it. Um and that time of year, you know, it's the the leaves are changing. It's just, it, it's it's pretty incredible to like leave Philly, and in two and a half hours you get to this place, and it's just picturesque and everything you dream of, you know. Yeah, incredible. Um, and uh, so tell me more about the valley itself, um, and especially as a, I mean, you know the area. You didn't grow up far from Michigan. Um, we grew up in Indiana, but you know, the, uh, the hills around here aren't very, (laughs) so aren't very, aren't aren't very, aren't very, exactly. (laughs) But, uh, are we, is, is this like Appalachian mountains is on the outskirts of the mountains? I think anything that I'm going to see is going to be a mountain for myself, but, um, but totally, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I also, that, that was the first time I've ever been there. Um, so I think that we are 
guillotine there, but not quite to proper Appalachian Mountains. Okay. Um, and kind of the the uh, the far end of the course, um, you do some of the same rides as the Transylvania Epic, which is a mountain bike stage race, also put on by one of the promoters, Mike Kuhn, who I used to work with. Okay. Um, and so it's like if if the Transylvania Epic is in the Appalachian Mountains and they kind of scoot to the east a little bit, this one starts east of that, and as you go west, you kind of hit the eastern part of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And, I mean, yeah, I'm looking at your Strava file from last year, and it says there's about 10,000 feet of elevation gain. So, I mean, this is no joke. (laughs) This is no joke. And I I counted earlier today because, you know, 10,000 feet, I think I understand that, but living in Michigan, it's like you hear that, and I think it's probably hard to grasp that. So the race took me seven and a half hours last year. I did 150 minutes of climbing if I add up all the Strava segments where I'm of big hills, not just like the little rollers and things, but there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine big hills that total up to two and a half hours of climbing. Holy cow. I was thinking there'd be like three climbs, but nope. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. So the race, um, was started by two guys, Dave Pryor and Mike Kuhn, uh, I met Mike Kuhn on the second day when I moved to Philly. Um, he worked at Cadence, and I walked in as like a, a noob bike racer, and eventually we worked together and became friends, and I heard he was helping put on a race. And uh, Mike and Dave are notorious for creating routes that they always like to say at some point you will have the perfect bike, and at some point, you will have the worst bike. Ah, uh, yeah, that is like a, a typical um, kind of gravel adventure racing quote. Absolutely. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, it's terrifying. And, <laughs> and they, are, they are true to their word, absolutely. So um, last year, the they announced the race, and... Some of the guys who I work with started asking off that weekend to go do it. And then a few more people and a few more people until finally everybody had asked off except for me and my two partners. And we said, well, we're not going to work here and let them go race. We're just going to shut the shop down and all go to do it together. Um, And it was a fun experience to do it with, I think there was eight of us total. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. and we didn't really ride together the whole time, but it was just a fun experience to be there and and all kid up together and everything. For sure. Yeah. Um, so you uh, mentioned that um, you'll have the perfect bike for some of the time and the wrong bike for some of the time. So let's talk a little bit about the course itself and yep. – what it entails. I mean, this is a gravel race, so I assume we're on gravel roads. Um, 
the gravel roads I'm used to are Michigan gravel roads. What what is a um, Susquehanna Valley gravel road like? Sure. Um, having just been out to visit you, mm-hmm. and and your roads are like a, a lot of hard packed dirt roads, right? right. Yep. Um, this is more gravelly, like gray stone, a little looser for sure, um, and less traveled, I would think. Um, you know, you're you are like kind of in the mountains, and so these aren't main main roads that I think a lot of people ride on. Yeah. Um, but it does vary. The first. 10 miles or so is on kind of a almost like a rails to trails type ride and it's neutral and everybody's riding two by two down this flat rails to trail path okay um which is hard because we started at 7 a.m or something early like that and it was 50 degrees it was chilly and you know you don't want to wear too much because you know you're going to get hot later and so it's like half hour of shivering you know try can't warm up because you can't go fast um so that was a challenge but it's like a, a 10 mile is it neutral yeah it's a neutral rollout for 10 miles um i don't yeah I mean, something I like that yeah right yeah i mean it's basically a neutral rollout roll to the first hill which happens at 15 miles right like everybody's riding together nobody's trying to go off the front or anything like that okay at the beginning um because that first climb took my group 23 minutes to go up it right so it's like there's 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 no use there's no use of of trying to do anything before that looking at the elevation um, yeah summary that one looks like uh the worst um it's definitely the longest but it you know i was new to this as well right um and depending on how your legs feel at that moment right it's like you get halfway up that thing you're 10 minutes in and you start questioning everything about your life (laughs) (laughs) and either you question it because everything's falling apart already and you say oh my god i have more than 100 100 miles miles left left. (laughs) or you feel great and you just look around and say i can't believe i've been climbing for 10 minutes and we can't even see the top and this is amazing like i'm in the middle of nowhere and the path is you know only 10 feet wide and you can look out and see everything it's just it was it was pretty awesome so last year um at that moment were you of the ladder um you i was yes okay i I had good legs that day i had a fun time and that won't happen this year so yeah i was gonna ask how your training's going (laughs) (laughs) well i did uh 50 minutes this morning on the trainer again (laughs) so Uh, i i've put together a couple couple decent rides lately yeah and yeah. i'm hoping to put in maybe a hundred or 75 on wednesday um got a couple weeks to go I'll yeah okay. for sure yeah, yeah yeah you'll snap back into fitness and smoke me for sure i don't know about that you've been training pretty hard so um yeah so let's go back to like the 
the type of gravel are you said it was kind of gray stone are we talking like sharp rocks that i'm gonna flat on that i have to be worried about i think that for most of the let's say like gravel road sections they're they're pretty well maintained and nothing that's going to cause any problems um what we have though is we have gravel roads and then we have gravel paths and then we have i don't know like true mountain bike trail like single track uh yeah for sure so pretty pretty rugged single track yes there's two sections that are pretty rugged one is pretty early on um before you hit that first um big climb and it's not very long but you know it's probably half a mile and it gets kind of gnarly to the point where some people are getting off their bikes and which you know isn't a big deal, but you know as you're trying to like move up and not miss miss the front group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it gets a little hairy for sure. Um, so you know you hit a little section at the beginning after that rails to trails type of type of gravel, almost more than the terrain it's just a lot of people are still there because we haven't hit the first climb yet so yeah you know if you're stuck behind a dozen people have to get off you have to get off yeah okay now i i don't want to admit this but uh uh, not just to you but to uh, anyone that's listening (laughs) but i don't run tubeless on my gravel bike yep and um and i'm wondering the closer we get, here's the thing. The other day, I went out for a for a big long ride, and I flatted twice. Totally separate reasons, but it was just both small like glass punctures. Which, if I was tubeless, it would have been totally fine. I wasn't tubeless, and it was a giant pain. Yeah, I, I think that that is probably a good idea. Um, at, when we get a little down the road, maybe mile 70, you'll understand why that is pretty necessary. Are, so, are you going to explain that more? Or are you just going to like leave that as a, as a, uh, an ominous tease? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you anything else. You're going to be surprised come race day. Great. Okay. All right. That was a joke. Hey, oh. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for having me on. Uh, so, um, so one little section at the beginning, um, nothing too hairy. You hit the first climb, like I said, 20, 22 and a half minutes is what I did, and I averaged 290 watts for that time. So I will not be doing that this year, so we're going to call it somewhere between 25 and 30 minutes for that first climb. Sure. Um, that's a long time going uphill, for sure. It's an average grading of 7%. So it's no joke. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's the real deal. Um, there is a pretty gnarly twisty, turny gravel descent afterwards. Okay. So this is going to be my next question. We're talking about the climbs, but every time we talk about a climb 
I'm thinking to myself, we have to get down these things. And, <laughs> That's right, for sure. And I'm I'm a little concerned about you know the technical aspect of it. Um, for sure. And so that one in particular is is I I remember it uh, quite quite acutely because in my group was Allison Tetrick, the oh, gravel yeah. gravel world champion. Um, I actually raced with her on a composite team, or didn't race with her, but we were both on Teammates a, men's, or, yeah. a men's and women's team uh, for a stage race in uh, Minnesota one year. And I didn't know that. Was, huh. Yeah, that was like 10 years ago. Okay. Um, and so we were chatting on the way up the climb, and I went first down the climb, and I almost took her out <laughs> because... <laughs> We hit a very sharp turn, and I kind of faded from one side all the way to the other side, and I heard her yell at me in the back, and I go, oh, that's just exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to, like, take Allison Tetrick out of <laughs> unpaved and be known as that dude. Uh, luckily, she was able to avoid me and just sailed right past me. But... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so if, if, uh, if we have any strategy, it is this. Take out it the... Is- the lead take out, woman. Take out the lead woman. No. <laughs> um, so we have like 15 miles until this first climb. You climb for 25 to 30 minutes. And then there is a short little descent. And then there's honestly like 20 miles until the next big climb. Okay. So... The next big climb is at 45 miles in, um, and it's almost all downhill, and it's almost all paved road. So if you find a group, if we can find a group to stay with on that first climb, then it's smooth sailing for, you know, the first third of the race is almost done. Oh, yeah. Because we can, we can just sit in. I mean, you can take pulls if you want. I'll be recovering. Um, but, you know, it's. I think a lot of people would probably think it's stupid to dig too deep 12 miles into a race or whatever. But if we can put in a good 30-minute 30, 30 effort, it's going to really pay off because we'll be with some fast people and be able to to get to mile 45 yeah. pretty unscathed. Yeah. Um, so then... So like you're I talking said, about like we'll 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 find uh, the group that Ted King's in, you know, and we'll uh, we'll stick sure, with yeah. him and okay, absolutely, cool. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay, but yeah, I I love that um, strategy, or I I will be all about trying to um, find a group early and stay with the group. Sure, I I, I really like that idea. Yep, because um, if not, at mile twenty, we're at the bottom of that climb. And then, like I said, you're on your own for 25 miles, and it's just if it's just like the two of us or a handful of people, like you, you could save a lot of time sitting in on a group of 20 or 30 people right there, you know. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, I think I was asking you this a while ago, but being that it's a 120 miles, um. Are are you 
I, I know you didn't wear like a hydration pack or anything like that. Um, right. did, did you carry three bottles? Did did your group that you were the front group or whatever group you were in um, take advantage of the aid stations? Will will this next this coming year will people stop at the aid stations? I mean, it's a whole new year. It's a whole different race. So sure, um, sure. Do we do we rely on that or do we carry water with us? I mean, what do you think? Yeah. So we skipped the first aid station and which was how how soon and yeah um you're saying like 30 miles or something or i i think that's right it's 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 pretty early on and you know we had kind of got to the bottom of that climb and everybody's rolling and um no, nobody had any interest in stopping yet, you know. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So we skipped the first aid station. We definitely stopped at, you know, so the the full loop is the 90-mile loop with an added little loop kind of on the far end. And so everybody stops at the far aid station. And if you do the full you stop there, you get your stuff, you do this other extra loop, you stop back at that same aid station. So oh. you can Okay, you can yeah. I'm looking twice at the, as much stuff. Yep. the map right now. So yep. but even even at that point, you're still what? You're it looks like you're still fifty miles from Lewisburg, right? So you hit the aid station at about fifty three miles. You do the second loop or the, the extra loop. And you finish, and you're at 80, so you got 20 miles to go. Okay. Um, at to, until the end. So, but you get, so you get aid station 50 miles in, and then at 80 miles, 80, 82 miles in, and then there is another aid station at about 100 miles um, that had beer, which I didn't stop at, but. So we can, I I mean, only... we can, we can call that one at the time, right? Like maybe we'll stop for the beer. Maybe we won't, depending on how the previous hundred miles went. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> for, for sure. My hunch is we will be stopping. They also will have a chase lounge this year. Oh, I, uh, yes, I, I heard that. And that's fantastic. What a, <laughs> it'd be so fun. Well, and yeah. And, um, local Michigan, racer matt acker who is a salsa athlete he'll he'll be there uh-huh. as well so i go. think that's kind of um so we're gonna try to find a group on that big climb we're gonna sit in get through until about mile 45 and then there's another decent climb it's 15 minutes long and then we go down a little bit and then we'll hit the aid station and you pretty much leave that aid station and ride a little bit, and you start climbing again. Then there's a 21-and-a-half-minute climb. Um, and this is where you start to get into the area where you start questioning everything I was, and what, I was what just, you're doing. I was just going to say, oh, man. Actually, so, m- maybe at this point I don't want to know – the rest. I got to too, ba- too bad. Too bad. <laughs> I'm telling you. 
So you start climb. You start. You hit this climb. You, you've got through the feed zone. You're and then you're just kind of like bombing through this beautiful dirt roads, and it's just awesome. And you make a turn, and you start climbing up this gravel section, and you know, it's starting to get steep, and all of a sudden, you see like the. The gravel climb just keeps going, and you see an arrow to the left, and you look, and you're like, oh, that doesn't really look like there's anything there. And hold you on. make a left. Hold oh, on. Yeah. Real, real quick, what mileage are we at at this point? 60-ish or 70? Not even 60. Oh, um, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're not even halfway. Um, and you make this turn, and... In reality, it's probably a half a mile, but it felt like it was 15 miles. I mean, the climb is only four miles long, and I know that it wasn't like this the whole time, but you hit this section, and there's just all these baby head rocks everywhere. So it's steep enough that you kind of need to be out of your saddle, but you're sitting down because you're You're hitting these rocks, and you're going to fall. Um, and it's very challenging. Um, and the only reason I think you don't stop is because walking would be way worse, you know, and none of us knew how far we had of this or anything. So you're just kind of all zigzagging all over the place, Ah, trying to find a line and not pinch flat. Um, and you, you eventually get out of it, um, and you get to take a, a breath for about 15 seconds before you start descending. And you start descending on very similar... The same thing. The same thing. The same type of road. Yeah. Um, and again, my mind has exaggerated things, but I swear there are 10 steps on this descent. And it is a section of baby head rocks you have to go down it flattens off a little bit and then there is a dip where some sort of drainage happens when it rains and so there's like a giant pool of water taking up the whole path like the size of a car right and you just kind of close your eyes and go through the puddle because you have no idea if this is 10 feet deep or six inches deep (laughs) and there's no way around it. Um, So you go through that puddle and you hope that there's not a log sitting in the middle that's going to send you sailing. Um, And then you just do it again and you do it again and you do it again and it just feels like it never stops. I mean, it took me... so. The segment is called Got Stands on Strava. Like stands, like, um, sealant. Um, yes. So so that should be the answer to my should I go tubeless. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because if you don't have stands, you will flat. If you do have stands, you will flat. You still may flat. <laughs> um, and there were a couple guys who went down pretty quick. And left me very quickly, um, and both of them flatted. So, I am not a fast descender, um, but 
it took me 33 and a half minutes to go six and a half miles downhill. Holy. Wow. So, yeah, it just felt like it never stopped. And you hit the bottom and your feet hurt and your hands hurt. And you immediately start climbing. As soon as you finish, you start climbing. And this is like a 15-minute climb. And you think, oh, my God, I'm only 65 miles in? (laughs) (sighs) So I'm kind of under – part of me wanted to say why didn't we have this conversation three months ago? But now I'm thinking maybe this is exactly why you didn't have this conversation (laughs) with me three months ago. (laughs) Because I wanted somebody to ride with. (laughs) Oh, geez. Okay, well, what... But that's it. So so that's the thing. It is 30 really hard miles, and then it becomes awesome again. So you bite the bullet you get through that section and like you honestly like i said so that section you are touching the transylvania epic course so that that climb i talked about the segment is called transylvania epic stage four um so you can imagine that segment is done on people with full suspension mountain bikes and we are doing it with gravel bikes with 38C tires and things like that, right? right. So, right. Um, it uh, it's going to be difficult for sure, but you deal with it, and we got through it. And everybody got through it. Um, some people didn't fare as well as others. Some people <laughs> took a swim, and then you're drenched at 65 miles, and you still have. 55 to go. Um, what? But, um, yeah. You, you know, you mentioned the drainage ditch, but uh, if it's raining, is are we even more screwed, or <laughs> is it still doable? I don't. Should I just not even think about that at this let's point? Just, let's just not think about that. Okay, no, great. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Why would it rain? It's not. No. All right. Yeah, I mean, that could be very, very difficult. With all those rocks, it would be so slippery. Um, but, you know, at that, at, at that moment, you know, I'm not changing my tires or anything like that. So sure, sure. We will look at the weather and... Probably just ride accordingly, I guess. <laughs> exactly, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, that's kind of the kind of the fun of it, right? Like sure. you never never know what to expect and Well, if it was a if it was a local race for, for myself and I saw that it was raining, I would probably just say, Not this year. But because this has been something that I've been I've had on my calendar for eight months or whatever. Sure. Um there's no way I'm not going to uh attempt it, so Right. Um and we're we're camping, so if it's raining, it's like, g- it'll be a double. There's there's gonna be no <laughs> reprieve. <laughs> That's right, absolutely. Well, if if it's raining, uh, I'll pay for a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, 
at least the sec at least the night after right yeah 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 um so i mean it really is i mean there are still one two three four five big climbs after that section um great, great. <laughs> but the the hard the, the hardest parts over the most technical parts over and you really get into what I would think is like kind of the the best part of the race. Um, you know, I was by myself at that point. I was feeling good, so I probably have a again an exaggerated view of what actually it was like. Sure. Um, but it was really fun. That last kind of fifty miles for me was just I was like in a dream, and it was just keep pedaling. And you're up and down and up and down. And, you know, I, we were joking afterwards because I'm one of the worst descenders on the face of the planet. And I, like, had a top 10 on one of the descents in Strava overall. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, yeah, like, there's only one reason that that would happen. That's because, like, I'm on cloud nine just enjoying myself, you know. Sure. Um, but... It really is. It's beautiful and a really fun time. I mean, this is the whole reason I I want I wanted to take it on. I knew it would be challenging. Sure. I I heard some of the stories. I mean, this seems a little more than I had thought of. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, I I wanted to challenge myself, and then also, um, I'm I I was looking forward to just the experience of the of the location and um and the time of year and all that so i'm i'm pumped man i mean i'm yeah i i have a, a healthy amount of of uh respect for for the race and and fear but uh but i i'm pretty confident that you know if i'm just smart we're smart we can ride together we can yeah i'm i'm pumped yeah absolutely it's gonna be a fun fun weekend for sure um, cool, man. Well, hey, uh, Sheldon's not here, but this is the end of the podcast. Do you want to help me out with the, the, the closing? Oh, you boy. Know, we know we got like I, the... I, I, I do. So, so which part do you want? You got the keep your chain clean, get your chain dirty, see you in the mid-pack. Wh- which part do you want there? I'll do the see you in the mid-pack. Okay. Brother, Brady, thank you for... Uh, talking to me and uh, shedding some light to uh, myself and maybe hopefully other Michiganders about this amazing race. I'm excited. I'm excited to spend some time with you, but especially excited to, to race alongside you and so many others. So, um, you know, as always, uh, keep your chain clean, but get your chain dirty. And we'll see you in the mid-pack. Beautiful. Yeah.